Welcome to Built from the Inside Out with Brianda Nava. As an industrial organizational psychologist, certified nutrition coach, and owner of BCN Supplements, Brianda brings you a holistic approach to health. Join us as we dive into the seven dimensions of wellness, physical, mental, spiritual, social, occupational, financial, and environmental health. Get ready for practical strategies, expert insights, and a supportive community that will empower you to thrive in every aspect of your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Built from the Inside Out. Today I have with me Dr. Sarah Ansola, Doctor of Integrative Medicine and Acupuncture. And this is her third time being back. So that tells you how much we love her here and how knowledgeable knowledgeable she is and how much we appreciate everything she teaches us. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here again. Thank you. Yes, I'm super excited to have this talk today. It should be it should be a lot of fun, like breaking it down. Yeah. So today we'll be talking about menopause. And another thing I didn't mention is that she does have her wellness spa. So tell us a little bit about yourself again for the people who are watching for the first time. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm a doctor of acupuncture and integrative medicine, and I've been in this field for 10 years. Um, I've studied in China, um, and I, I specialize in women's medicine, um, mostly that entails like fertility, pregnancy, postpartum. I also treat a lot of menopause. Um, I was a doula um, previously, so I I also have a lot of um, other type of skills helping women um, through preparing for labor, um, delivery, postpartum from more of like a empowering and education standpoint. And yeah, and now I have a holistic wellness spa in Houston. Um, with a group of amazing um, holistic wellness practitioners that I work with. Um, and we offer acupuncture, massage, uh, herbal medicine, functional medicine, nutritional therapy, health coaching, and yeah, and IV therapy. So we offer a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, that journey. It's been great to help so many people, especially women through menopause. So it'll be fun to talk about this today. Yeah. And before we go into that, I just want to share that I went to Temple Wellness and I was dealing with, I was spotting in between periods and I went, what, like three times, I think it was. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It, yeah. And it's healed now. I'm not bleeding in between periods anymore. So I'm very grateful for that. Yes. That was fast. Mm -hmm. It was fast too. It was it great. Was. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So let's jump into it. What is menopause? Oh my gosh. Um, menopause is a time in a woman's life where she is coming out of her fertile years and she's transitioning into another phase in her life where um, she won't be able to bear children. Um, this is a huge drop in her estrogen coming from her ovaries and her ovarian function um, declining and the reserves declining. And, um, when this is happening, um, women often experience the menopausal symptoms. And so I would like to say that the menopause, like when we use it casually in social settings, um, we're usually referring to, um, the symptoms which have like a negative connotation with them. 
um, they're unwanted symptoms and um, they they can make women feel really, really poorly and miserable. Um, and and so those symptoms, you know, it can be um, sleep um, irregularities, can be hot flashes, which I think is the main thing, you know, um, women feeling hot, taking their sweater off, then feeling really cold, um, sweating at night. Um, another big one is emotional disorders. Um, my mom, uh, when she went through menopause, it was definitely an unforgettable experience in our household um, because she was very, very irritable. So we would just try to avoid her at all costs for a few years of like, is she in a good mood? Is she not? Um, oh, it's menopause, you know, and, and if we would say it out loud, like, oh, it's menopause, it would make her even more mad. Oh, so no. um, it's just, you know. Um, such a sensitive moment, you know, for women, because, you know, you being a woman and me being a woman and other women out there watching and listening to this video, we know that when we have hormonal changes, you're very much aware of it. And you're also kind of out of control. Like you, you can't control what's happening to you and what you're feeling is so real and so valid. And yes, you're upset and you know, it's hormones, but you can't help but be upset. So there's like a part of also just um, the control factor that's really frustrating of not feeling um, like you can control your emotions. Um, some other symptoms that come with it are dizziness, palpitations, um, just like body aches and pains, um, and and maybe some urinary troubles. Um, having some vaginal dryness is also a really big one that a lot of my patients complain. So it's just a, a mix of symptoms. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so a lot of women will do like hormone therapy. Um, that's kind of like the mainstream thing. It's like, oh, you're going through menopause. Uh, let's support you with hormones or here, take these hormones so that we can try to regulate it. But what I do is so much deeper than that. Um, we really, one, want to prevent it and start working with women in their thirties to, mm. um, rebalance their body and find out any patterns um, that maybe we can fix before menopause comes to uh, decrease um, chances of having severe symptoms. Um, and then two, you know, um, we can use herbal medicine, we can use acupuncture and just kind of prevent it. And then it, it, when it comes, we treat it uh, and just help you get through it. So there's so much more that we can do and that we recommend than just kind of, um, we're not treating the symptoms or treating the root cause. And mm -hmm. that's why this uh, holistic medicine is so effective. Yes, sometimes it takes a little bit longer um, mm -hmm. to notice relief, per se, because it is holistic, versus mm -hmm. just like giving you medicine and like here, we're stopping the symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, but over a gradual period of time, um, people do notice a big difference. And so when it comes to menopause, I tell my patients just try to be as patient as possible and introduce other lifestyle factors that are healthy, you know, like exercise and diet um, into your daily routine to make this whole process a little bit easier. But um, if I could prefer, I would prefer it if I could see women into their 30s to start um, balancing them and balancing their hormones at a younger age. It's much easier. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very challenging um, when I get women who come in on the inset of menopause, uh, onset of menopause, but still it's very, um, very um, effective either way.
Mm-hmm. Okay. So you help them when they're already there and then, but you prefer to work with them in their 30s. Would you say like late 30s, mid 30s, early 30s? Does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So, um, you know, just based on like um, our reproductive, um, you know, lifespan, early Mm -hmm. 30s, uh, women are mostly focused on having, you know, if they want to have kids, then they're Mm -hmm. focused on, you know, trying to get pregnant or, you know, those are like really big fertile years. So I would say after childbirth, so if you've had a kid and you want to have have kids in your 30s, focus on um, balancing your hormones after childbirth is really important. That's like, um, that's a big turning point, you know, in your life is like once you have kids and, and and you're Mm -hmm. closing that chapter, like, let's really try to keep you balanced going forward. Um, Mm -hmm. And then if you you're not sure if you're going to have kids or you don't have kids, that's also great. I would say around 35 at least 35 years old. Okay. Kind of like that turning point, late mid to late thirties. Okay. And then we hear that a lot balancing hormones. So what exactly does that mean? And how do you do that? Yeah. Um, So hormones can get out of balance for a number of different things, you know, for stress, for your cycle, for diet, for the environment. Um, There's so many factors that can influence um, hormone imbalance. Um, But what that means for me is usually symptoms, right? Symptoms Mm -hmm. arise and that's how women know like, hey, something's off or I think I have a hormone imbalance, you know, maybe some adrenal fatigue. It's like I feel tired all the time. Like I wake Mm -hmm. up and I'm still tired and it's really hard to get through my day. And like I feel like my thoughts and I'm forgetting. I feel like um, like really like foggy headed. Mm-hmm. So that could be a sign. Another big sign, probably the n- number one sign that I see is is weight gain or unable to lose weight, you mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. which hap- that happens in menopause. And that also happens when your hormones are, are out of balance. It's really hard to lose weight. Um, so weight gain um, and, and that complaint is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one could just be, you know, emotionally, you know, feeling really stressed or really having PMS. I've seen a big trend of women getting diagnosed with PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's PMS on mm-hmm. steroids. It's like PMS, oh, wow. but it's very severe PMS. So mm-hmm. it comes like every month and, you know, these women are crying. It starts sometimes after ovulation, two weeks before your period or a week before your period. And, and oh. it's really like highs and lows. Um, really, really, really hard symptoms. Mm-hmm. So once you start having symptoms where it's like, Oh, something's off. That's usually when people say, okay, it might be hormones. Let me go get it checked out and they'll go see their medical doctor, their PCP. They'll see me. Um, and then that's when we say, yes, we confirm it. And then we work towards it. And so uh, my job is I treat the body from a holistic standpoint, treating the root cause. How did we get there? I, I, I see, I, I, I respect the symptoms, like, okay, you have the symptoms, but how did we get there? Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm more of an investigator. Um, like what happened? When, when did it start? Where was the turning point? Um, you know, what, what are the possible influences? And then from there, I filter out everything and I know, okay, like, let's do this. Let's not do this. A lot of lifestyle recommendations and diet recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if they if they need hormone replacement, 
um, therapy, uh, I understand, but usually like I would recommend like, let's try this naturally before um, going to that. Yeah. And I love that because yeah, as women, I'm sure any, like all of us have been to the doctor and we see the difference. We go in there, they give us five minutes and then they're like, okay, this isn't that. And with you, it's very different because you do, you try to find their root cause and you ask questions and you dig a little bit deeper. So I know. Yeah. (laughs) I think um, when people come in for like an acupuncture assessment or um, we say like Chinese medicine evaluation, Mm -hmm. they don't always anticipate like the question, like how deep the questions get really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's nothing like, uh, like emotional it's just like physical like let's talk mm-hmm. about your urine and the color of your blood when you ovulate and how are your bowel movements and what do they look like um mm-hmm. it's more of like those physical like observational questions so yeah. yeah okay so i'm looking at the notes you sent me and you have you talked about yin and yang balance mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about that yeah so chinese medicine we view the body really so many different ways, but one way we view the body is yin and yang. So um, I think a lot of people might be familiar with the yin yang symbol and we view the body that way. So the yin is the very like feminine side of you. Mm -hmm. It's more of the hormones, the fluids, um, all, all the liquids that lubricate the body. And then the yang part is more of like, the ATP, the metabolism, um, the electricity, the electrical impulses that beat the heart. It's more like the masculine side, the movement um, that, that, that moves the fluids. So um, Mm. there's those like two different factors. So when we're looking at the body, um, we're looking at yin and yang. And so when you're going into menopause, usually it's associated with like kidney yin deficiency because um, estrogen, um, is considered yin. And so your estrogen is depleting. And so the yin is depleting from your body. Um, and whenever you have yin depleting from your body, um, the fluid is depleting from your body. You'll have, you know, drier skin, drier, Mm -hmm. you know, more vaginal dryness, everything just feels dry. And then, um, in return in the evenings, because the evenings is, the yin part of the day and the afternoons mornings is the yang part of the day so in the evenings during the yin part of the day these yin deficiencies per se will manifest and flare up um and so that's when people will feel like the most hot or they'll have night sweats or they'll feel really irritable or um just all the symptoms will arise in the evening um and they can't sleep in the evening. So um, it's because the yin dominates the evening. And so that's that's when all of their symptoms are flaring up. So it's just one theory of ancient Chinese medicine to, mm-hmm. to look and understand the body. Um, and then there are some women too that um, have more of like that yang deficiency, you know, of really like no energy or feeling really cold um, having really loose bowel movements. And so it, it, that's why, you know, it's important for us to really understand like how you got there. Right. And kind of mm-hmm. dig a little deeper, but usually it's associated with kidney yin. Um, and then, um, what we do is we give you 
herbal medicine and recommendations and acupuncture points to treat the um, the lack of yen, the lack of fluids, the the drop of estrogen. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it, it is it is it is effective when you especially when you combine everything at once. But um, mm-hmm. I think my big recommendation, if anyone does suffer PMS or um, you know has trouble with their cycle, you know mm-hmm. um, definitely you know get in like with treatments with acupuncturist or herbal medicine or any holistic provider um, that you can um, to start working mm-hmm. towards it. Because if you suffer from PMS um, and, ir- and menstrual um, irregularities, uh, for mm-hmm. sure, that kind of gives us an uh, idea of how your menopause will be. It will be mm-hmm. just as difficult for you. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people don't know that. So they don't understand how important it is to have a regular cycle and do the work before it actually comes. Yeah. Because yeah. you just think, oh, it's something that's going to happen anyway. Like there's nothing I can do when mm-hmm. actually there's stuff you can do to get ready for it. So it's not yeah. as bad. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's mm-hmm. definitely, um, and I've seen a big trend of like just women women's health um, and women, you know, really like even seed cycling and understanding their cycle, mm-hmm. there's a big trend, um, you know, for like women's health empowerment. Um, and it's, it's really fun uh, uh, to see that, you know, that mm-hmm. there is uh, hope for, you know, the future generations to be able to like understand their, you know, their body, the, the female mm-hmm. anatomy and the reproductive system and use that mm-hmm. as your superpower to, to take care, better care of yourself. Yeah, because I recently discovered cycle syncing. And before that, I had never heard of it that I remember. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if it's because now, like, I've looked more into it, so more, st- more stuff pops up, or if it's just more people learning about it as well. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. yeah, well, you know, I said I've, I've been in this field for 10 years, and mm-hmm. um, and I see it like more talked about like recently even these past like couple years than I ever did before when I when Mm -hmm. I started when I started the school I was already like really interested in women's health but um like even seed cycling and understanding Mm -hmm. your cycle like that that wasn't popping up on social media back then Uh, so it's really cool to see the trend yeah this episode was brought to you by BCN supplements our all-natural supplement company First off, we have our hydrolyzed collagen. This is a 4-in-1. It comes with vitamin C for better absorption, hyaluronic acid, and biotin. So this is good for your skin, your hair, your nails, and your joints. And this is for both men and women. Next up, we have our immunity, which is a 7-in-1 vitamin. It has vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, echinacea, elderberry, black pepper, and garlic bulb. So this will give your immune system that extra boost. And lastly, we have our natural pre-workout. It does have 325 milligrams of natural caffeine from green tea. It is sweetened with stevia, and its purpose is energy, focus, and endurance. And for our listeners, we do have a discount code. If you visit our website, www.bcnsupps.com, you can use code BUILT, B-U-I-L-T, for 10% off. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. So let's talk about diet. I love this Chinese proverb that you sent me because I was just on the phone with someone earlier (laughs) and we were talking about it and they were talking about medicine and I'm like, well, what about your diet? And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, "Uh, yes, that's the most important. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I know how like you're super into fitness and diet and nutrition. And so mm-hmm. like the past couple of times that we've had the podcast, uh, you've brought this up. Well, you know, it's your diet and, it, mm-hmm. and it's, so, it's so true. Um, with this proverb, it's, it's so good. Um, it says, he that takes medicine and neglects diet wastes the skill of the physician. Um, yeah, just let that sink mm-hmm. in. It, it's so, it's so true. Um, yeah. man. And like, I, I can relate because I help so many people, um, mm-hmm. too. So like that really hits home to me. Cause I've told people like, Hey, like I can only do 50% of the work. Like you have to do the other 50%, you know, I can't yeah. do a hundred percent. So when I send you home with like recommendations and homework, uh, I need you to follow through, you know, I need you to fix your diet or try including this or, you know, mm-hmm. or work with a nutritional therapist and, and really take control. Yeah, and I live by that because I've seen it myself in my own body, just eating healthy, how I feel better, uh, just overall. And then also mm-hmm. how I was able to, I, I don't have cramps anymore. And then whenever we went on our honeymoon and I was just, you know, I was like, I'm on vacation. I'm going to eat whatever. It doesn't like, I wasn't tracking anything, right? I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. And that month I like, I got cramps again and I was like, what happened? I was like, already, I was like, I had already healed it, but it was like, no, it's true. It's it's a it's a daily thing. Like you can't just be like, okay, yeah. I did it once, and then now I'm gonna eat whatever. That's not how it works. So it's, it's a lifestyle. You have to make yeah. it a lifestyle. Yeah, for sure, it's a lifestyle, and and I feel like it's okay. Like we fall off. Like we're human, right? Mm-hmm. Like Halloween came around, and it's like, oh my gosh, because I have little kids, it's like Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing is you're mindful of that like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm traveling or and I'm, I'm mindful that I'm I'm changing my my routine and my habits um and just like keep that intention that you know when I get back home or mm-hmm. after this holiday um I'll get back on it and you feel good mm-hmm. when you're when you're you know like check check boxing all those like healthy routines you know mm-hmm. every day like working out and eating healthy like you just feel so much better yeah, absolutely. And not mm-hmm. only like, do you feel better? I feel like emotionally too, like you just gain respect for yourself. Like I just posted a TikTok mm-hmm. and it had a, a voiceover and it said, like, I respect myself so much more when I do this, when he works out or whatever. And I was like, yes, I can relate to that because on the days that I don't work out or I don't eat right, I'm like, I was lazy. And then on the days that I push myself to do it, I feel so much better after I feel so accomplished. <laughs> yes. Yes. You like showing up for yourself is a big thing, right? No one else can mm-hmm. do that for you. You gotta, you gotta do it for yourself. Love Absolutely. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on here you have cold foods. So it does help to eat cold foods whenever they're, you're feeling hot or is this just uh-huh. before? Or, yeah, yeah. How does that work? Yeah. So um, like everything in moderation, right? Cause we're like always trying to achieve balance or stay Mm -hmm. in balance so the cold foods uh recommendation is more for when you're feeling those hot flashes Mm -hmm. um and more when the symptoms are coming up um versus Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't recommend it preventatively um but good things to include in your diet like if you are having menopause symptoms are you know cucumber um it's it's really cooling you know watermelon like when you eat it like you feel refreshed so that's Mm -hmm. the best way i guess to think of it um, carrot, celery, cauliflower, lettuce, uh, romaine lettuce, dandelion greens, cabbage, um, and then fruits, you know, apples, pears, lemon, cantaloupe, grapefruit, apricot, um, 
persimmons. So um, those are like very cooling for your body temperature. So if you're having a lot of hot flashes and just feeling like even irritability, um, mm-hmm. when we when we look at irritability, we look at it as a, a heat sign. Like you're feeling almost like hot headed or you're feeling a little heated. Um, mm-hmm. Irritability and anger are more of like a hot emotion. Um, so yeah. we, yeah. So like, that's a really good tip too, for, um, women who are like PMSing, you mm-hmm. know, um, to include into their diet before menopause. Right. And that can be mm-hmm. at any age while you're PMSing or the week or two before your cycle, including some of these foods in your diet, just to kind of cool you down, help with the emotions, help with any kind of heat flare up, uh, with the hormonal changes. That's interesting. I never thought yeah. of that. Yeah, hot tempered. <laughs> yeah, hot tempered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, like thousands of years ago, they probably had a similar saying because here we are still using, using, um, you know, that theory. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then some other foods that are really good for just like, um, kind of like alleviating that emotion of like feeling stuck or frustrated is bitter. Mm-hmm. It's like the flavor mm-hmm. bitter, um, the bitter flavor. And a lot, so many people are like stuck on caffeine or they love coffee and coffee Guilty. is very, yeah, coffee <laughs> is very bitter. Like if you don't add mm-hmm. sugar or cream, it's very bitter. Um, mm-hmm. But people drink it and you feel like really good. Like it's, it's, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it's more than comforting. Like it almost like mm-hmm. makes your heart happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and bitter is an emotion of the heart for us. Um, and, mm-hmm. and caffeine and coffee do that to you. It's like a heart happy. It's like a joyful thing. Like I love having my cup of coffee in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. And so that flavor we usually recommend for women in menopause. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much like drink as much coffee as you can to help with menopause symptoms but foods that have those similar properties. So like kale, green tea, um, asparagus, we use tangerine peel a lot. So, um, like the peel of an orange is, is very bitter. Um, and, and then if you like coffee and you're, you know, not caffeine sensitive, you know, maybe one cup a day is okay. Um, that's fine. Uh, and then if, if you feel like you need more than that, or you're craving like that kind of like bitter flavor or that routine of something hot. I tell people like dandelion root tea. It's very bitter and it can be a coffee replacement. It doesn't taste, to be honest, that's good. It's very herbal, Um, but you can also develop, you know, like you can get used to the flavor, but dandelion root tea is like very bitter and can help to kind of like cool you off internally from like that internal fire, that Mm -hmm. internal heat. Interesting. I hope that whoever's listening, take notes if you're going through this. (laughs) This is going to help you. (laughs) This will help you. I know. And yeah, uh, yeah. and it does like, again, like it doesn't matter where you are. You could be 20 years old, 18, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s. Um, These are all just really good notes to like keep in mind because um, the inevitable is that's where we're going, right? Mm -hmm. So um, why not try to like be mindful now um, and, and prepare your future self um the yeah. best that you can yeah for sure I feel like preventative is the best thing you can do yeah for sure yeah so I'm looking at the recommended diet that you have here um I like it yeah, yeah um this section is, is pretty 
it, it can be pretty dense, but um, there, there's so many ways that you can look at it. I think more from like an energetic standpoint, you can just mm -hmm. focus on, you know, eating slower, being intentional with what you're putting in your body, like mm -hmm. looking at food as medicine and as fuel mm -hmm. um, and just like being really mindful while you eat, just like eating slow and kind of like enjoying the moment. Because um, mm -hmm. a lot of us get so rushed and eating and we're not connected with what we're putting in our body and we're not connected with each bite. Um, so mm -hmm. from like an energetic and emotional standpoint, that's really important. Um, but then from like a physical standpoint of like what exactly does our body need while we're going mm -hmm. through menopause, I'd recommend staying for like low fat, um, high, fi high fiber diet, you know, so a lot of vegetables, mm -hmm. a lot of fruit whole grains, um, calcium rich foods, because as we age and go through menopause and our estrogen depletes, our bone density um, decreases. So that's a huge mm. concern with women's health through menopause. Um, so before you go through menopause, 30s, after, after childbearing years, after birth, uh, really focusing on foods that have a lot that have high calcium, that are going to help um, support your bone density. So um, mm -hmm. low-fat yogurt, tofu, leafy greens, um, those uh, those kinds of foods. And and we'll get into weight training and why that's so important <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. And then on the flip side, you know, um, is just making sure that you're not eating a bunch of junk food or processed foods, even eating out a lot. Houston has the best food ever. And I love to, you know, enjoy food and eat out. But <clears throat> we quickly realized that like when we eat out, things have more salt in it. Mm -hmm. um, they're greasier. Um, they're just cooked and prepared differently. So trying to like eat at home um, and, and make sure everything's like very clean is always going to be the best. So that way you have control over like eating organic foods, mm -hmm. um, avoiding too much sugar, avoiding too much salt, um, and eating non-GMO foods. So that, mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard, you know, when we live a busy mm -hmm. life, but it's always recommended. Uh, at yeah. least, you know, I'd recommend if you could cook three to four meals at home, you know, try mm -hmm. to just do that like 70% of the week, um, eating mm -hmm. at home, um, you'll notice a big difference in how you feel physically, mentally, and emotionally. And then yeah. getting enough mm -hmm. water. Mm -hmm. Sorry, no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. And then just like making sure you're getting enough water because when you're going mm -hmm. through menopause, uh, you feel like really depleted. So mm -hmm. just making sure that you're keeping up enough with your fluids. Yeah, I was just going to say about uh, making the time to cook at home. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time. And I saw this uh, post somewhere and it said something like you don't have time for your health until you don't have your health and then you don't you can't do anything else. I know. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, make that a priority. And I love that saying food can either be your medicine or your poison. And yes. I really liked what you said about like thinking about feeling your body and thinking about what it actually does to you. Because a lot of people are like, does it taste good? Is it quick? And that's all they mm -hmm. focus on. And I'm like, that's so bad. I know. Yeah. And I grew up like being a teenager. Um, like I had this combo the other day, like that's all I thought about. It's like, okay, just like, what can I put in my body? I want this, what sounds good where now I'm older. It's like, okay, well, should I really eat that? Like I contemplate a lot. Like, is this the best decision for me? I'm craving mm -hmm. it. You know, <laughs> it's just, 
um, it, we have to process a little bit more as we get older because like metabolism yeah. and everything declines and um, mm. and our hormones, you know, can be easily affected and thrown off. So yeah, yeah it's important. And there's times where I get tired of making the same thing and eating the same thing. And then I eat out and then I start feeling like crap and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back to my regular food. Yes. <laughs> At least it doesn't make me feel like crap. Same. Yeah. yeah. I'm super guilty of that. You know, some weeks is just mm-hmm. like harder and busier and you're like, okay, let's just order in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, you notice you're like, okay, yeah. let me cook. Let me cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the other day I, I found this TikTok where it well, I feel like TikTok listens or reads what we say and because we had a message about this a podcast and then I open my TikTok and the first thing is a TikTok about menopause and then I send it to you and I was like, this is interesting. Yeah, tic- yeah, I know. Sometimes I get weirded out because I'm like, uh, uh, technology is like monitoring us for sure. There's no doubt about yeah. it. But that TikTok video was really good and really mm-hmm. inspirational because um, it was all about uh you know, what I wish I would have done, you know, like coming Mm -hmm. from like firsthand from those women. Yeah. And I'll add it on here once I edit it. But basically what they were saying is like, I think from what I remember, it was like, they wish they would have done more strength training. They wish they would have ate better and they wish they hadn't smoked. Uh Right. Yes. Yeah. I would have done more strength training in my thirties. Strength training. It is so important for bone health uh, as we age. I know now that we will lose bone density. I wish I paid attention to the sugars in my diet. If I realized then the impact of nutrition, good nutrition on my life, I would have done a lot of things differently. I'm from Florence in Italy and all my friends used to smoke cigarettes. And so I did the same thing. I regret it to this day. Cigarette smoke is the number one ovarian toxin that you can introduce in your life. Make certain that you take care of your body with exercise and make certain that you're taking a diet that is very specifically anti-inflammatory because that will go a long way in reducing your risk of heart disease but also reducing your risk of other chronic medical conditions like cancer. Yeah, so strength training. So apparently we lose bone density. Yeah. to look forward to. I know something to look forward to. I know prevent against osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. Uh, That runs in my family. So I'm already like, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like reevaluating my age. I'm like, okay. I'm checking off the boxes. Yeah. Mid thirties. Okay. Yeah. And I really need to start strength training again. And you're super big inspiration for that. It's like, okay. Um, yeah, I got to I got to get back to that cuz you feel stronger and you feel different mm-hmm. and then based on what those women like said from their mm-hmm. own experiences that was really powerful. It's like, okay, wow. I don't want to mm-hmm. get there and look back and be like I wish I would have done something different. Right. Yeah, and I feel like strength training just helps you overall. I feel more active, I feel less tired. I feel like it also helps me on my period like mentally just in all ways and mm-hmm. yeah I just feel stronger as well and like I said it even gives me that satisfaction of I went out there and I d- did something that was hard and now I feel accomplished yeah and then you also notice it in your body like I don't like the way I look when I don't work out mm-hmm. and I started to lose muscle 
and so yeah. also self-esteem i guess you could oh, throw that sure. in there as well yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah. But there's so what, many benefits what mm -hmm. advice would you give to um i guess like girls out there because i feel that way it's like you really want to do it and you're like i know this is important um mm -hmm. but you know like i just i feel like i don't have time like what would you say since that's your your specialty and you have such a good routine no thank you i think it would be the same thing i say with the diet you have to make time for it because it, it's good for your health also so i feel like eating is first and then working out right so first mm -hmm. of all get your diet down and start eating right and then make sure that you're going to the gym, make time for it. Just make it a yeah. priority. Um, even if it's 30 minutes, mm -hmm. put it in your calendar. Um, the day has 24 hours and as busy as we are, there there is time. You just need to find something that works for you, right? Because I can't yeah. say wake up at four in, in the morning every day and go do it. I don't, you know, you have kids, you have a husband, mm -hmm. you have a business, you have a lot going on. So you figure out what works for you, what time works best for you. Like I used to go in the mornings and now the gym is super packed. I can't get stuff done. So now I go at 1 p.m. because that's the best time. That's when it's the emptiest. So right. I guess just try different times or different things. And then I always like with the diet as well, people are like, what's the best diet? I'm like, whatever sustainable for you. So same mm -hmm. with the workouts. Yeah. Whatever works. So yeah. At least do 30 minutes. And there's going to be days when you don't want to do it. But just like there's days when you don't want to go to work, you still show up. <laughs> you still have to go, right? Like it's, right. Your, it's your duty to yourself, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So up. treat it as that. Yeah. Treat it yeah. as you show Love up that. yourself. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's like a part-time job and you're you're paying yourself, uh, mm -hmm. paying yourself for it or something. Yeah. 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 Because you're going to see the results eventually. Yeah. Your health is going to be better. You're going to suffer less when that time comes of, yeah, you know, yeah, of everything, yeah. everything for mm -hmm. hormones and health and menopause. Um, yeah, exercise is so crucial. It's mm -hmm. definitely like right there with nutrition, like tied number. They 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 tie for like number one thing that you need to do. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if you're new, I would say talk to maybe get a trainer if you can afford a trainer. Maybe YouTube has endless inf like amounts of mm -hmm. uh, information. There's so much free information out there. Yeah, uh, a lot of influencers will post their workouts. I don't recommend really recommend following random workouts, but that's even better than not doing anything. Right, just some some kind of inspo. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah and there's some people that will sell you a program a workout program for like 30 bucks and and they're actually good programs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah um but yeah and then they'll they'll be like well do you want to work out at a gym or do you want to work out at home and they'll like customize it for you so yeah nice the the information good. is out there it's just for you to be like okay i'm gonna make the decision that i am going to do this and then just commit to it and then commit yeah Good. Yes. Love all of your tips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. All right. So I'm just looking over the notes real quick to make sure I didn't forget anything. Oh, okay. So you said one to two percent. So women lose one to two percent of their bone mass density every year for five years after menopause. Scary, right? Yeah. So what yeah. exactly does that mean? What does that look like? Um, so bone density is just like your bone mass and mm -hmm. 
and it's inevitable that sorry <laughs> sorry I'm like my husband and I are both working from home and he forgot uh, okay. <laughs> I was doing this um but yeah like losing bone mass it's mm -hmm. it's basically just from the depletion of estrogen um in your body and mm -hmm. so that's why it's important like kind of going back to like prevent that because we know like that's gonna happen um mm -hmm. so just prevent that by including you know calcium dense food like nutrient food mm -hmm. in your diet and weight and strength training to be honest you know mm -hmm. um like it, it, it really does help to maintain your bone density. Um, and once you've already started losing bone density, it's really hard to, um, how do I say that? Like, it's really hard to just like stop that, like start an exercise mm -hmm. routine at that age mm -hmm. and maintain it and sustain it. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why it's recommended to start you know, healthy diet and strength training before um, menopause. Because <clears throat> once you're already there, like it's it's just really hard, you know, at, at, mm -hmm. and at that age, you know, like women are going through so many different things in their life, you know, um, right? maybe raising like teenage kids or like, it's just so many different, um, like, uh, like phases, you know, like, personally, that they're going through. And then mm -hmm. on top of that, to add in a, a new strength training thing. Sometimes like it's just, it, it's hard, it's hard to do that. It's hard to make that change. Um, right. You know, a lot of people say like it's once you get older and like the habits are set in, like it's hard to change. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we see that, you know, and like our grandparents or whoever, it's like, oh, well, they're never going to change, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's why it's important to do it while we're young. And I feel like 30s is like the peak years to mm -hmm. make those healthy changes, you know? Um, but don't get discouraged, like for anyone listening, if, if you're 40, 50, 60 and older, um, like it's, it's never too late. Um, my mm -hmm. mom is um, in her, gosh, how old is she going to be? I guess she's going to be 60. Uh, yeah, she'll mm -hmm. be 60. And like, she's made like the most changes in her life that I've ever seen her do like this year, like 59, mm -hmm. almost 60. Like uh, she's just like skyrocketed and like, like personality, like working on mental health, like physical diet, like she's made the most changes she ever has. So don't get discouraged. This is just um, rec like what we recommend. But no matter at what age, like you can always start again. I love that. Good for her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because really a lot proud. of people. Yeah, I bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of people you'll hear them like, "Oh no, I'm too old already." And it's like, "No, you're never too old. Yeah, something's better than nothing." Mindset. Yeah. 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 Just, you got to change your mindset. Right. And if, if you're yeah. hungry for a change and you change your mindset, you can make it happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we talked about strength training and then you also added to incorporate some yin style exercises. So that's more like yoga, walking. Yeah. Yeah. So yin style exercises, like you can think yin yoga. I feel like that's mm -hmm. um, like a lot of people might've heard of that. It's just like very mm -hmm. slow paced things, you know, like walking mm -hmm. in nature, Tai Chi, Qigong, slow paced yoga, stretching. Um, it's, it's, it's more like a meditative state where it's not so much about like, you're not trying to sweat, you're not trying to get intense mm -hmm. workout. You're just trying to like breathe and relax and kind of like mm -hmm. unwind and let go. Like that's the focus. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really good. And that's really important for the mental health aspect, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and balancing your nervous system. 
uh, for anyone like going through menopause who just feels like really irritable, uh, frustrated, you know, it's like those, Mm -hmm. sometimes those yin exercises are what you need more just to like cope Mm -hmm. with those symptoms. Um, But yeah, a balance of both, right? Everything is a balance, like work out, but also Mm -hmm. stretch. Both are important. Yeah. And I think that's the one I could work on. I don't do enough of that. Yeah, sure. it it feels it feels good to slow down, but it's also really hard mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Like I, I I think it doesn't it doesn't come natural. It doesn't come easy for a mm-hmm. lot of people because they're like, no, I want to run, I want to go, I want to do, you know. So mm-hmm. like that slowing down is it can be challenging, but um, but rewarding when you get to it. Yeah, for sure. And if you follow like also cycle thinking, it's better to do that like during your late luteal menstrual menstrual mm-hmm. phases. Yeah. So, yeah. There there's a time and a place for everything. For sure. Yeah. 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 What about weight? Do you feel like weight affects them as well? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um if you're going through menopause, well one like weight can be a factor, like it's hard to lose weight and gain weight and then mm-hmm. being overweight can set you up for all kinds of health problems for high blood pressure, for high cholesterol, um, even set you up for, you know, any kind of heart problems, um, heart disease, uh, as well as, you know, developing breast cancer and, and other cancers. So um, statistically, it shows that if you are overweight, especially during menopause, um, then it sets you up for a lot of like chronic illnesses. Um, mm-hmm. You have higher chances of developing those. So that's why it's important, like before we get there, really develop those, um, you know, healthy habits. And if you're already there, it's not too late to start. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Because a lot of people don't think about like the health aspect of it, you know, especially and I won't get into it, but like the whole body positivity or people who are like, oh, well, you Uh know, my husband loves me just the way I am, or I love myself just the way. If you loved yourself, you would do the things that are best for your health, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like a lot of people don't think about that. They're just like, in the moment, I guess, and they don't mm-hmm. think about the future, like, how could this affect me? Yeah, I yeah, I feel like that just comes from um, maybe like, lack of, you know, education and lack of empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, when people settle for like, you're, you're settling, right, you're settling mm-hmm. for less than what you deserve. So there's also like a psychological component to, to that, you know, if you're saying, well, you know, I'm super overweight, but my husband loves me, you know, for, mm-hmm. for who I am, but it's like, do you really love yourself? And a lot of the mm-hmm. times, um, weight can be like a protective layer of, um, you know, individuals who have been hurt, you know, mm-hmm. who have had trauma, who have like went through, you know, really hard things, and it's just been hard to process. And so mm-hmm. they develop uh, extra weight to almost like protect them. It's like mm-hmm. a protective uh, layer. So that can mm-hmm. get like <laughs> really deep when you, when right. you dissect that like psychologically, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, it's just, it's a coping mechanism. You know, they're not, they're not ready to see it or they're unaware. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're overweight and, you know, you do feel like insecure and, you know, you feel guilty or shame or any of those like negative emotions like regarding the weight but you're telling yourself well someone loves me you know so I'm it's okay you know and you don't want to face it like look into working with a therapist like to get you you know to like break past those like limiting beliefs and those barriers and that's where like the real healing and the real beauty 
uh, comes in mm-hmm. of like just like living your best life and 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 being your highest version of yourself. Yeah, and I love that. I'm so glad you said that. Thank you so much because I feel like that's what will empower a woman, not the whole. Yeah. Here's a picture of a big person, and, and you love yourself this way. I'm like, that's not. If you cared about women, you wouldn't be telling them that. That's not good for them. It just yeah. makes me mad, but I won't get into it. So yeah. what you said, I loved. I loved it because to me, that's true empowerment. When you tell someone, mm-hmm. look, maybe look a little bit deeper. What's going on? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, and I, I can say, you know, like there is a flip side, like I, it does run in my family, um, you know, hormone problems and other things. So I do have quite a few family members that, um, you know, they're just a little bit bigger. And like, mm-hmm. ge- that's a part of genetics and part of like their, their chronic health issues, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and they've worked towards it. So like, like, there is the other side of like, there's some people like, genetically, like they, they mm-hmm. do their best, you know, but like the weight's a factor and and Mm -hmm. that's that's okay too but as long as you're still like living showing up for yourself and like Mm -hmm. exercising and doing that like at the end of the day like yes it 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 doesn't matter you know what you look like but um if if you're doing all the things that like are good for your body then Mm -hmm. more than average of of the people you know on this Mm -hmm. earth will um you know, they won't be over, yeah. shouldn't be overweight. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a difference between, and I feel like there's a huge difference between people who, you know, take care of themselves. They eat right. They work, exercise, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, that's their genetic. That's one thing. But the people mm-hmm. who are like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to go eat burgers and fries and pizza. Yeah. And it's completely that, different. Yeah. yeah. bad choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love this because this is what like. I would like try to tell people, but I'm like, I don't make you understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's so hard because like, if you are in that situation and you know, I would like to say like, from a personal experience, like I have been in that situation of, of feeling mm-hmm. stuck. Like after I had kids, like, I, you know, I have a five-year-old, I have a four-year-old. Um, and I would say probably like two years ago, um, like after giving birth, like my body changed so much. And at the mm-hmm. same time, I developed a hormone problem myself um, that I've been working through. And so, um, you know, I found out recently that I have Hashimoto's and having Hashimoto's and hormone um, imbalance, like it is really hard for me to lose weight. So Mm -hmm. I do have like personally like this genetic um, factor against me per se. Um, Mm -hmm. But the difference is, is like coming out of like postpartum, I was like well overweight and I was like, well, it's okay. Like, like I, my husband loves me for who I am, you know, but then I feel like something just went off in me like mm-hmm. a spark, but it was like, you know what? Like, yeah, you have this hormone stuff, but like, I can change this. Like I, I'm still capable of like changing my body and feeling my best. And like, I want to be proud of myself so I can change my diet. I can be like a little bit more disciplined. I can exercise. I can do these things. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I've personally been there. So for anyone who's like mm-hmm. feeling stuff like that like it's okay to be honest with yourself um and it's okay to like be where you are right because I feel like it's a learning journey you know and it has yeah like I've been there um Mm -hmm. but like it's it's never too late to to uh, get back into routine yeah and I love that and you look great like so (laughs) yeah so I'm like though yeah because I see people who like actually do have like a problem you know and then people who don't and then they don't care and I'm and to me like the difference that's yeah. the difference yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to think of those people as asleep. Like I feel like mm-hmm. you're you're almost like spiritually asleep, like energetically asleep. Like yeah. you're like you're you're going through all the motions, but you're not mm-hmm. like showing up for yourself. Like there's there's a big part of you that's an underdeveloped or that's hidden. So. Yeah. yeah, like something I say too is like I'm like love yourself, love your body, but make sure you're yeah. showing up for yourself that you're doing the things that you're taking care of yourself. You're making yourself a priority. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So let's go into toxins. So yeah. we <clears throat> heard on the TikTok of people saying, "Oh, I wish I hadn't smoked." And she was yeah. from Italy, so I feel like it's a little less common here in the states for women to smoke it's, uh-huh. i feel like it's more normal in europe but i, I know yeah. there's still people who do so we can talk yeah, about that for sure yeah mm-hmm. um it's it's crazy because like um in my career recently i've mm-hmm. seen like toxins are you know it's just a more talked about thing we're getting more educated on um what are all these like endoc- endocrine disrupting toxins what do they mean um and so yeah, we're starting to see like all of these, you know, hormone changes, all of these other, you know, cancers and things arise. And now um, the spotlight has really shifted to it's these toxins and these toxins are causing it. And they're, you know, they're changing, um, you know, our genetic makeup almost. Uh, and I think too, you know, like back in the day, they used to put like lead in the paint in the walls, lead in makeup mm-hmm. products. And back then, um, you know, they didn't like they were just unaware like that lead was, you know, harming them or causing these things mm-hmm. um, up until like years later, they were like, okay, the, like lead is tox- toxic to the body um, mm-hmm. and we have to take the like lead out of like lipsticks and out of makeup and out of, you know, paint in the walls. And, and a bunch of other things that lead was put into. And I feel like we're kind of like repeating history, but it's not lead. It's um, endocrine disrupting chemicals. So mm-hmm. now we're starting to see all of these chemicals. You know, it's um, uh, parabens, phthalates, and then um, PF, PFAS. Um, and those are like the forever chemicals that um, they don't break down, you know. And so mm-hmm. you can you, you can see that the all of these chemicals are dis- dysregulating your hormones, your metabolism. Um, estrogen, more women are getting diagnosed with PCOS, more women are getting diagnosed with PMDD that I've ever seen, um, Mm -hmm. among other things. And so the spotlight, even infertility is -hmm. a huge one, you know, infertility, like Mm -hmm. infertility is on the rise. And so now the spotlight is, it's toxins, you know. Um, And I, I think that the best thing we can do is just educate ourselves, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. up until, um, you know, the government or, you know, these organizations say, hey, we have to take this out of products and we have to take it off the market. Like we're not there yet. They're still allowing for these toxins to be in um, mm-hmm. our our products that we use in our home. And uh, and so, yeah, you just really need to educate yourself. Um, but they're in everything that's in, you know, pharmaceuticals, it's in medicine, cosmetics, mm-hmm. toys. Um, packaging, you know, all of the plastics, Uh, medical devices, um, household cleaners. I've mm -hmm. even um, seen a lot in like uh, furniture, which for me, you know, I learned about that probably a couple years Uh ago, but I never even thought about that. Like, 
oh my gosh, my mattress, my sofa, my everything that you have in your house, you know, that's your safe zone for you and your family um, could potentially be toxic and and, mm-hmm. and lead to cancer among other things. So just really educating yourself um, mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. I just saw a TikTok or a video earlier and it was, uh, I think like it was a mom and it was saying, imagine telling your kids about this generation. Like, oh, we had a, they were like, what don't know. There was like poison in the water and the food and the like everything. Like, so we had to buy a farm so you wouldn't, uh so you would be able to have babies basically or something like that and I was like what have we come to yeah it's it's Mm. crazy because I feel like we've gotten so forward like we've gotten so modern and Mm. and we've expanded so fast that now we're going backwards like all of my patients my friends myself and my family members we all have these conversations of why is it that when we travel and we go to Europe where most of these toxins are banned, they're illegal. Why do we feel so good? Why do we feel better in Mexico, South America, and like all of these places where these toxins are not allowed mm-hmm. or um, they're not, you know, commonly used. So yeah. it, it's really interesting for me because I've seen a trend of people saying like, I got, I need to leave the United States. I want to move because it feels toxic here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been hearing that probably for like after COVID, really after COVID uh-huh. it's been a big topic. Yeah, we've talked about it. I don't know how serious we are about actually leaving, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe if we had kids, we would like think about it a little bit more. But uh-huh. I mean, this is where you come, you know, as like a child from immigrant parents is where you come to make money and, you know, live a certain lifestyle. And and uh, I think I saw a video where this girl was like, uh, my parents immigrated here and now I do everything in my power to leave as much as I can, like traveling abroad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my husband, David, he's, um, he himself is immigrant. He moved here when he was 10 years old from Colombia. Mm-hmm. And so we had this like heart to heart convo about all of these toxins. And, you know, we have mm-hmm. kids about like, can we like give them a toxic free future? Um, mm-hmm. And he had said the same thing. Like you said, he was like, it's crazy. My parents worked so hard for us to get here for us to turn around and go back like it's just like such a interesting um thing to like wrap your head around yeah yeah but maybe it's like okay thank you for the opportunity opportunity Mm -hmm. i've learned so much maybe i can take that back there and live better than if you hadn't done this yeah for sure you know and i think like one thing that like we forget is um since the beginning of time people migrated people migrated Mm -hmm. during the winter they migrated during the summer, like um, there was a lot of pioneers and people were always on the move. Of course, like people settle, yes, but mm-hmm. um, that's just like a natural way of life is, you know, the movement. And um, people, you know, they came here from Europe and, you know, just mm-hmm. like that's okay. You know, they came here to escape some things. And if we go mm-hmm. back to escape other things, I feel like that's the normal flow of, of life of um you know, of being mm-hmm. human, to be honest, is migration. We see that in animals too. Um, yeah. They migrate, birds migrate. So um, I think it's very, very natural. That's, I hadn't thought of that. That's true. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you yeah. buy a house and you're like, okay, well, I got a mortgage now. I can't go nowhere. I can't migrate. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, that's it was so off topic. It's a really fun. Yeah. I get really excited about that. 
uh, topic, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, because like the toxins, you know, I mean, just mm-hmm. kind of like going back to that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I want to read, like I had a study that I found. So it says, according mm-hmm. to a study in 2015, women whose bodies have high levels of chemicals found in plastic, personal care products, common household items, and the environment experienced menopause two to four years earlier than women with lower levels of these chemicals. So, um, you know, that's mm. like research is showing, you know, like the effects mm. that these chemicals are having, you know, ex- exposure to chemicals with estrogen-like activities such as Caribbeans, they may disrupt the delicate balance of hormones in the body, leading to menopause symptoms such as hot flashes and mood changes. Um, cigarettes is another thing, you know, um, uh, cadmium, um, which is a chemical component of cigarettes, um, is, it can promote an earlier, more intense menopausal transition by blocking estrogen receptors. It can mimic estrogen and reduce the feedback loop designed to tell the body to increase estrogen production and, and it damages enzymes needed to convert androgens into estrogens. So, um, yeah, so the research is there, you know, it, it mm-hmm. is affecting us. And I think right now, like, we're just kind of like living blindly. We're unaware mm-hmm. of it up until the moment, like a health situation comes up. And for right. me, what I'm seeing in clinic, usually the earliest health situation that's coming up. Well, for, for young kids, I, I see a lot of anxiety. So that's one. Mm-hmm. But for women in like reproductive years, I'm seeing a lot of P- PCOS, um, mm-hmm. PMS, PMDD and infertility, you know, um, mm-hmm. like this past weekend, I did um, my CEUs, and I did a training with a doctor. And it was all about like, how to boost fertility. And the whole class was just on um, detoxing the body. It was mm-hmm. all about detoxing, trying different ways that you can rid your body of chemicals, um, you know, for, as far as like mm-hmm. fasting, and saunas. And so um, there's just so so many things. So actually, after, you know, like pairing up all of this research, working with this doctor, that's something that I definitely want to implement into my own practice, working with my own patients is a, it's a seven week detox protocol um, mm. for fertility, but also just for like general, like women's health and wellness. Right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And yeah, when it comes to toxins, like you, you know about it, but then maybe sometimes you don't know what to do about it. Like I use, I don't do like all the whole night routine, morning routine, because it's a lot of chemicals. And I just mm-hmm. use aloe butter now because we have yeah. uh, friends and they have a company and they're like, chemicals are so bad. And I'm like, yes, I know, but what do I do? So I've been using that. Uh, we changed out our cleaning stuff, but then there's still so much. Like, I don't know what's in my makeup, to be honest. I haven't read what's in there like you said the furniture I hadn't even thought of the oh my goodness I know yeah so um so I I, like the best like uh spot for education like my go-to spot is Mm -hmm. EWG it's the environmental working group they have when it comes to like skincare products they have a skin deep database and you can like type in your makeup and it will tell you all the chemicals that are in it and it will rate it from zero as in it's clean and green and it's safe to attend as this is red toxic and um, can cause cancer and all these other things. Um, And for me, because I used to wear a lot of perfume when Mm -hmm. I would, I searched all my perfumes and I saw that they were extremely toxic, you know, and then you Mm -hmm. think of like you're spraying your neck and your chest and this is like where your thyroid and your lymph nodes are and it goes directly into your bloodstream. And Mm -hmm. so many women have thyroid problems. I, I really like 
um, I've gotten rid of most of those, um, you know, and just like Mm -hmm. really leaned into natural things. So it's definitely, you got to try a lot of different things to see what you like, like shampoos for me are a really funny one. Um, you know, because yeah, I don't know, it's just, some of them are different, but then some of the products are even way better than like the mainstream products that we use. So it's just Mm -hmm. trial and error to see what you like, you know, cleaning supplies, makeup. Um, it's a whole new field for, for us. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, almost like, uh, not that you're having to fight it, but in a way, yeah, you have to be aware and stay informed and stay on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. We're like swimming upstream. That's how I always feel like working in Mm -hmm. holistic medicine. It's just, Mm -hmm. I'm constantly having to, to swim upstream, like swim against the current, you know, um, of everything. So that's crazy. I don't. What do you think is gonna? How do you think it's gonna end? Do you think it's gonna get better? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's tough because I like I see the states as you know like very um, like money driven um, mm-hmm. and business driven and business oriented. Uh, and then I look at Europe and I see them very much as you know um, very good work life balance thinking a lot of health. Like I have a lot of patients from France specifically, and they're so aware and so educated on everything. You know, they're already doing everything healthy and natural and they grew up that way. Like it's just part of the culture. Same with Chinese medicine, you know, which Mm -hmm. is what I studied. Like um, in Asia, people are, you know, just different philosophy of life and the way they look at things and the foods that they eat and they understand like how, how it works on your body. And I don't know if it's just because like our culture is newer and those cultures are like thousands of years old um, based on like different traditions and, and, you know, up, upbringings and stories that are passed down. But uh, I don't know how it's going to go, but um, I don't know. I, I kind of look at California. California's made a lot of changes, Colorado. And I just, I look to them for um, like changes in our, hopefully our future as far as um, natural medicine goes and protecting, you know, um, Mm -hmm. protecting the people from toxins. So. Yeah. I wonder if our government just got money hungry. Uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's not part of the culture. I think here that like, it's not so much, uh, you know, family first or like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think it, it, I think work-life balance is like now it's trending, you know, and people are getting Fridays off, but I think it's just like, it's just a different culture. Right. We yeah. Have, everything's fast. Like Every consumer time is money. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. Okay. So we have acupuncture and herbal medicine and supplements. How can that help someone who is going through menopause or even as preventative? Yeah. As preventative. Um, so acupuncture, kind of like what we talked about before, like we just go based at the root cause. What acupuncture is, it's, it's inserting like thin needles into different pressure points in your body. And this signals um, a response in your body. You know, it's, it's like each needle is a message and it, tell, it, it stimulates your nervous system, which stimulates your brain. Um, and then there's different like responses that happen. So there's points that I use for hot flashes. There's points that I use for irritability and all of these other symptoms. So when someone comes in, you know, preventatively or, you know, if they're already going through the symptoms, I just use like a combination of points. And 
um, it's very customized. So, you know, no two people get the same points or same treatment, um, but it's very effective, you know. Um, and there's also a lot of research. So there's one research that I found from Dr. Susan Cohen, who's mm -hmm. an associate professor at the University of Pittsburgh. And during her research, she found that with a course of acupuncture treatments, hot flashes decreased by 35% and insomnia decreased by 50%. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then um, there was another research that said, you know, studies of acupuncture reported 50% of reductions in hot flashes that lasted up for six months. That was from 2009 review. Um, so there is, uh, you know, research out there, you know, um, acupuncture is uh, evidence-based medicine is there, you know, to show like, yes, it, it actually, like it works from a scientific standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I notice even when I'm working with patients, like overall, like their quality of life improves, like they just feel good mm -hmm. overall. Um, yeah. So that's how acupuncture helps. And then when it comes to herbal medicine, which is another big part of my field, I pair that with, you know, the diagnosis, like depending on, on the person, and that could be, you know, different herbs for everyone. But because we view the body when it's going through menopause as kidney and deficient, um, there's specific herbs that we like to use, you know, and when we use the, these herbs, it's about six times more potent than the average herb itself. So it does have to be prescribed. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it can be like one of them is tangerine pill. It's called Chen Pi. Um, and we talked about that because it has like a bitter flavor. Nice. So it helps. Yeah, it's really good for digestion. Um, and it's good for like promoting circulation. And whenever you're promoting circulation, you're also promoting like lymphatic movement, you're promoting um, the body to like detox a little bit faster because the blood is moving efficiently. So there's so many positive benefits with that. Um, another one that I, I use a lot is mimosa bark. Um, it's, I use it outside of um, menopause too, but it's a really good herbal medicine um, that helps to um, off balance like levels of cortisol and adrenaline. And it's really good for like creating a healthy stress response. Mm -hmm. So anyone who's having like any depression or anxiety are just feeling down, which those feelings mm -hmm. can come with a drop in estrogen. Mimosa bark's really good. And I have women that um, come in and, you know, I give them mimosa bark with some other herbs uh, in their herbal formula and they, they feel so good. Um, and, and literally I've had uh, quite a few women say, Hey, I, I had no motivation. I didn't want to do anything. I took the herbal medicine and like two days later, I rearranged my whole living room. Like I, I felt like, yeah. hey, I want to I want to get up and I feel motivated to do something. So yeah. herbal medicine can be very effective. Yeah. Um, one that I wanted to talk about because I feel like it spans um, kind of like 30s, you know, 40s, you know, for anyone who um, wants to have kids or has had kids is just consider pl placenta encapsulation. So um, in Chinese medicine, the placenta is considered uh, an herb and they do use it medicinally uh, and they have been using it medicinally for thousands of years. And so um, in modern times, we see that as like placenta encapsulation. So when you deliver a baby, um, right after that, you will deliver a placenta. And in this placenta, it, it's very complex what it's made of. but um, there's 
you know, oxytocin, oxytocin, prolactin, thyroid stimulating hormones, sex hormones, cortisone, um, gonotropins, um, among other things. There's a, there's a huge list of things that, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that it's composed of, but it's really good for offsetting and preventing postpartum depression, like really heavy, Mm -hmm. um, like hormonal swings. Mm -hmm. And so if you get someone to encapsulate your placenta, they can also make you a tincture. So I personally had this done. Um, and I noticed a big difference in both of my childbirths from, uh, not having placenta to having it the second time. And, um, the second time I had it, I noticed like I wasn't as sad. I had more energy. So I had like one birth without it, one birth with it. And I noticed such a huge difference myself. And the second time, like, I would feel tired. And when I would take the placenta pill, I would have like increased energy. I felt happier because when you're sleep deprived with a newborn, like happiness is, it can be a struggle. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just felt happy. I felt energetic. My mood stabilized my emotions, uh, my hormones. And so I have a tincture from my placenta that I'm holding off, you know, until uh, menopause. So Uh um Usually like in the States, that's more, you know, like practice, like with your own placenta, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, in Asian countries, like placenta is an herb. So there was even a research that I was looking at um, talking about Korean women. Mm -hmm. And whenever they took uh, human placental extract treatment is what they termed it in the research, they noticed um, that after eight weeks, they had uh, a decrease in fatigue and they felt um, better overall. And that they also mm-hmm. felt better, um, you know, their muscles felt stronger. Um, they had like improved immune system. So uh, it is powerful, you know, and so I think that's mm-hmm. just something for people to, you know, consider if you're still like in that preventative part and you ever get the you know option to do that. That would be something that um, might be worthwhile uh, to prepare for menopause. Um, yeah, for and sure. then, yeah, yeah, I know. And I, I think that's, it's, it's a fun topic because, um, a lot of women might feel grossed out, you know, or might feel like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that, mm-hmm. but, um, it honestly doesn't taste bad. It's taking, it's like a pill, um, that you mm-hmm. take, you don't taste anything, uh, but you notice huge, huge difference. So, um, based on like my experience of not doing it and then doing it, um, mm-hmm. in postpartum, I highly recommend it. Um, And then there's Mm -hmm. another TCM herb that we use um, that's also like made headway um, because I've seen it at Sprouts. It's a Dong Wei. And at Sprouts, when I've seen it before, you know, in a grocery store, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a TCM herb. And it's like in a grocery store now. Um, In the grocery store, it is spelled Dong Kuei, uh, D-O-N-G-Q-U-A-I. and that is a common herb that we use for women's health period and mm. during your reproductive cycle. Um, it helps with cramps. It helps with fertility. Um, it helps with menopause symptoms like night flashes, uh, sorry, hot flashes and night sweats. Um, it helps to balance estrogen. So that's, um, it's a really good herb uh, at any time during 
your female reproductive years, I highly recommend it. Dongwei. Um, okay. And if you see it in the grocery store, like I saw it um, and it was just like, it was a tea, like in a little, in little packs, like a powdered mm -hmm. tea to help uh, support like women's reproductive health for cycles. Um, okay. And I started, you know, taking it and I felt really good on that. And then um, I also got pregnant right after that period. Oh, wow. um, I wasn't taking it for fertility, but it just naturally boosted my fertility. Um, um, yeah. And I, I had improvement with my cycles and my mm -hmm. cycles were more regular. So that's also a really good one for women's health overall. Okay. That's really good to know. Yeah. I think, I think when it comes to menopause, um, like if, if you, if you wanted to look at, you know, taking uh, supplements, like uh, including zinc, you know, cause that helps increase like levels of progesterone, progesterone. Um, and also it's really good for building strong bones and decreasing your risk of osteoporosis. Uh, vitamin E is great. Uh, flaxseed oil, um, because again, that's more of like a yin uh, substance. It's really mm -hmm. lubricating and really balancing for hormones. Um, so that would be good to offset any vaginal dryness or dryness that you have associated with um, perimenopause or menopause. Uh, and then calcium, you know, just focusing on those. Uh, and then if if you don't have, you know, like a, a provider like myself to prescribe herbal medicine, then I would, you know, obviously one, everyone's always welcome to reach out to me because I can prescribe in mail and send um, prescriptions to people's homes. They don't have to come in in person because uh, nice. I can do like tele telehealth and telemedicine. Mm. Um, but, you know, like when you're in the grocery store or wherever and you're looking at, you know, like teas and supplements, I would just um, focus on anything that's good for like calming the nervous system, calming the mind, even, you know, mm -hmm. chamomile, passion flower, uh, just things that are like very soothing. Um, because mm -hmm. whenever your mental state is more relaxed and you're less mm -hmm. stressed, um, then your symptoms are also uh, not as intense and a little bit decreased. So that's like a really important thing to know, you know, even CBD, I love CBD. I use it a lot for my own stress. Um, and I use all kinds of adaptogens. Uh, my favorite one is ashwagandha. So I will pair ashwagandha with CBD. Um, and so even, you know, those two things could be really beneficial for um, perimenopause. I mean, for women at any time, you know, for cycles and hormone imbalances, but for perimenopause and menopause symptoms, for sure. Okay. That's really good to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we go, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I think um, my my biggest tips, you know, for anyone who's like approaching their wellness journey is just focus on the things that you can control in your life. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't have control over, you know, like our careers and our family and, you know, other people, um, other situations that are challenging, like we can't control that, you know, and when we focus on that, um, everything, you know, like stress takes, uh, you know, is dominating our life. So just mm -hmm. kind of like letting go of, of what you can't control and focus on the things you can. And what we can control mm -hmm. is, you know, good lifestyle um, habits, you know, like physical exercise, which mean you talked on and, and you, you mentioning like making that a priority. It's mm -hmm. super important. Like, and we have control over that, you know, we have control over what we put in and on our body you know, um, good mental health practices. So adopting, you know, like prayer, yoga, meditation, like whatever that is for you, 
Um, and, you know, other lifestyle practices, uh, you know, like acu obviously I love acupuncture, but, you know, I also love chiropractic care. Um, I love my health coach. Um, I love, you know, my nutritionist, every, everything that, you know, I offer in my healing space, it's like, you have to find your support group and that looks different for everyone, you know? So whether that's your personal trainer, your health coach, your mentor, your functional medicine practitioner, your acupuncturist, your, your, whoever, your, your guru, um, just like having your, your positive team of people to support mm -hmm. you that um, actually want the best for you, a women's group, a church group, whatever that is, and like lean into that and, and like have your have your tribe and 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 make sure that, you know, that that it is positive, um, you know, sources. And and yeah, and that's that's mm -hmm. I really think like the key to thriving is having mm -hmm. your people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I love it because everything you said uh, basically goes back to making sure your seven dimensions are balanced also, mm -hmm. which is, we know what we preach here on the podcast, like your seven dimensions. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If they want to reach out to you, uh, how can they do that? Yeah. So I have my personal um, Instagram page, which um, is, I guess, like the best way to reach out to me. It's um, at Anzola, S-A-R-A-H-A-N-Z-O-L-A. Um, they also can reach out like if they're interested in any services that I provide or that we provide in our healing space um, at Temple, T-E-M-P-L, Wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. -S. Um, our, our name Temple does not have the E. Um, and yeah, can, can reach out either way. Uh, we do have like a website, www.templewellness.com. Um, and then from there, they can kind of have access and, and, and find us or find a health uh, practitioner to support them from there. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you making the time to talk to us about this. I know, well, every woman goes through it. So I know a lot of people are going to benefit from this conversation. And if anyone feels like they need that extra help, reach out to Dr. Sarah. She is amazing. I can say it because I worked with her and thank you. It, yeah. And it's so funny because acupuncture is like so small, the needle. And at first, like if you're a skeptical person, you're like, what is that going to do? Yeah, <laughs> But it's I so know. powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I totally, yeah. I've been there myself, like getting acupuncture mm -hmm. before I came a, a provider and yeah, <laughs> it, it's crazy. Cause you know, the small things make the biggest difference. And I think mm -hmm. that's also acupuncture. It's just like a small um, routine uh, and thing to insert into your life. And it actually makes a huge difference. So mm -hmm. you don't know it mm -hmm. until you try it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This was an amazing episode. And for the people watching, make sure to give her a follow. Even if you don't call her, just follow her. She shares a lot of good information and Make sure you like it, you subscribe, you share this podcast. I know there's somebody in your life who needs to hear this, so share it with them. I'll see you guys next time. So much. Yes. yes. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Built from the Inside Out. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with someone who could benefit from it. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to stay connected. And here's a special treat for our loyal listeners. Use code BUILT at www.bcnsubs.com for a 10% discount on your next order of BCN supplements. 
thank you for being part of our supportive community. We're glad you're here, and we hope you'll join us again in the next episode of Built from the Inside Out.